anything goes. That is the perfect opening line for a gay, <laughs> gay episode, anything goes. Uh, I am recording now, okay, and good. today I have the extreme pleasure of having my long-term friend, Luis. And uh, we haven't hung out for, uh, God, at least a year. It's been... It's maybe been. two. Uh, last time we hung out, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was in WeHo. We went to trunks after we went to motherload i think there was another person there it could we, maybe we met after that but that's the last one i remember and that was a good memory so i choose to keep that one as the last one that we hung out yes yes it, it's uh, always good to to have a memory to refresh things yes looks like you have a looks like you grew a beard juan that's that's good are you trying to go for the more masculine look or what i'm going for the bearded lady <laughs> that's why i'm having like a shiny sheer outfit and the beard oh yeah yeah no, I'm like, just from the, like from I'm the like like from the freak show well if the lights are off it can get a little freaky that's okay. all i'm gonna say okay, but okay. uh so we have some pinot grigio yeah uh, we have so. some i got some pinot grigio i knew you were coming over so i wanted to at least have yeah. something for you to drink yeah, and you that's... You don't uh, have to finish it, but, you know. I mean, I know. I don't have to. Unless you want to. <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment, so I'm just going to say cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers to that. Well, I'm excited about this yeah. uh, invitation to your, to your podcast show. Of course. It's doing really well, and uh, I'm very proud of you. Uh, it looks like you're helping a lot of people. I listened to one of the first ones. Oh, you listened to to the my story. Yeah, yeah. and and I I felt like it was very touching because a lot of people can connect with what you went through. Yeah, and what you're going through now. So yes, 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 yes. I feel like I'm reaching uh, a deeper sense of self awareness, talking about myself mm -hmm. from the point of view of myself, without interruptions, and uh, I am very fortunate that. Other friends have also decided to go on this journey with me. So I had Derek, I had Jules, uh, I have you now. I had another new friend from Ohio, uh, Luke. So you're the fourth one. I'm the and the fourth. yes, the fourth member of this cycle okay. of stories. Well, um, if you want to, if you, you know the structure, if you have any questions, or yes, if you want, of course. Just, I'll follow your guidelines. Thank you. That's very polite. Um, I actually don't have a structure. I kind of just like to set up kind of like what we're having now, just okay, at okay. the dinner table or at a bar, just having a drink, chatting, catching up. And um, I guess I should start by saying how we met. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, but I um, before I start, anything you would like to say about yourself so that people can get an idea of who you are? what you do, things like that. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I've always been a charmer. Okay. Uh, I've always been uh, high energy. Okay. Um, I've always been someone you could rely on. Okay. Uh, at least uh, mentally, emotionally. Okay. Um, but I see myself as a leader. I've always been a leader. Okay. Uh, the alpha, if okay. you might say, of okay. the, 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 the alpha of the pack. Okay. Um, and uh, just for the record, I'm into real estate and marketing. Okay, that's awesome. That's great. So now, here we go. Okay. With the shadier part of the show. <laughs> Not shady. With the dark side of the The dark side. I mean, it might be uh, thought of as dark or edgy, but I don't think it is. We met through Craigslist. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes. 
good. Yeah, and it was at, at least four it years felt ago. good to just yeah. spit it out, huh? Maybe five years, yes. Yeah. And um, I've only met two people through Craigslist. You are one of them. The other one was a boy that was kind of iffy. We went to Tiger Heat a couple of times, and he was, quote, bisexual, but was kind He's of... probably gay now, but... Uh, he's probably a lot of things now. I think I saw him like a, a couple of months ago before Corona shut everything down. Oh, yeah? He looks strange. And well, I hope he's healthy. I, I hope so too. But uh, it's that kind of energy feel that you sense when you meet somebody and you're like, uh, I don't know if this person's going to be around for a long time, but I am going to make an effort anyway. So I made an effort for about a month and then I thought, not my kind of person but with us it's been so many years and because a little bit because of geographical distance uh i've been on, in the west side ever since west side ever since and you were in the south bay uh -huh. so it's like at least a, an hour drive yeah. uh during regular commute hours and so sometimes that makes it difficult and i think most of the time you come to me so i've been a little bit lazy about going to you but now that we live relatively close within like five to ten miles of each other this should be now easier. you can knock my door whenever you want yes as long as you bring something to drink yes i'll bring water yes. I'm, I'm a healthy boy today i mean there is a bottle of water sitting right but i always me. i always liked your energy i always liked your sarcasm because your sarcasm is very um it, it's it's not offensive it's just right and okay. i always liked that i always thought yeah it was it was fun to talk to you yeah you know okay. so so if we're going to talk about my relationships or relationship, I could. You can talk about okay. whatever you want. Okay. It's the whole idea here well, is that yeah. you well, listen to it later on. So okay. you can... Well, I'm going to be very honest because, uh, you know, I want to give you some material. Okay. Good material. Yeah. I yeah. recently, about a week and a half ago, I cheated on my girlfriend. Okay. Okay. My girlfriend is trans, mm -hmm. just for the record. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went through a lot of pain and suffering and so did she. Okay. Um, but I was able to go through some, uh, therapy sessions mm -hmm. and I really feel a lot better about myself. Okay. Uh, I've been talking to more people. I've been in communication with my family, through mm -hmm. messenger. I've been working more. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel, I feel happy. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course I still get anxious and stuff like that. But I really feel like I, I really fell and hit rock bottom. Okay. You know, it was like, hey, I'm 35. If I'm not going to mature now, I'm never going to mature. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for some people to know that if you really want to make a change for yourself, it has to start from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get all the therapy you, you can get. You can pay all the money you want. But if you're not committed to bettering yourself, mm -hmm. you never will. Okay. So that's why... I felt intrigued to be on your show because a lot of people have done what I've done and a lot of people are happy and and fulfilled and uh, turned on by cheating on their partner but be on the contrary I'm not I, I felt very bad I felt very disgusted and, and humiliated mm -hmm. um, because I really do love my partner mm -hmm. and I feel like it was just an impulse yeah. And, and that's what I'm learning now to control my emotions, to control my impulses. You know, if I feel like I'm horny and my partner's not here, hey, just, just play a video game or read a book or, or go for a walk or, mm -hmm. or do something. Yeah. So, Have yeah. you, uh, 
I could be mistaken, but I thought you lived together when you were in the South Bay at some point. We were living together, yeah. uh, and then we moved here, mm -hmm. and we were still living together. Mm -hmm. But after you know a week and a half ago, she just took her stuff and left. Okay, how uh, did that come about? Were you missing something in the relationship that led you to make that decision? It's not. The, it, I was missing something. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll just throw it out there, mm -hmm. but. In order to to experience that difference or what you're missing, all you have to do is talk to your partner. Hey, you know what? Let's spice up our dating. Or hey, you know what? Let's spice up our sex life. Mm -hmm. or, or let's do this. Or, or wear that. Mm -hmm. Or talk like this. Mm -hmm. uh, I realize that it's just so much easier just to, to have a little bit of, uh, of uh, open communication mm -hmm. and not hurt the other person. Um, so I feel like I lack that. You know? okay. Yeah, I, I was definitely lacking some sexual uh, spark. Okay. But um, lately, you know, I've been meeting with my partner and we have the best sex because mm -hmm. I, I was able to tell her what I want mm -hmm. and what I miss sometimes. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, we're still not together, but I can sense that we're working on it. Have you broken up before? Yes. Okay. Because I know that... Uh, I don't know if it's three years or so since you have been together. That, since you met. Mm -hmm. Met, dating, got together, maybe? Yeah, that's exactly right. It has been about three years. But yeah. I, I never cheated on my partner. Uh, I always had, you know, minor um, arguments... But that can scare someone because I forgot to mention I'm six foot four, so I'm like this tall beast, you know. Yes, yes, yes. If I'm yelling at someone that's five foot six, yeah, that doesn't even look right. Mm -hmm. So I have had a pattern mm -hmm. of bad behavior, not yeah. physical but emotional. Yes. To be out. fair, to be fair, this is not a unilateral relation. I have noticed that. Your partner also does things to you that are not very loving. Uh, I'm only going to say what I have seen. I'm not making assumptions. I'm not making conclusions. <laughs> Everything we were, you're going to say is, is probably true, so go for it. It is true. That's why I'm going to say it. We were at a party in maybe Long Beach, somewhere in that area. It was like a group of people. It was families. It was someone's house. It was a, an older man and a woman, and we were playing games with quarters. It was like a casino, oh, yeah. but I don't know what the game was. Everyone had a quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, I was sitting next to you, and uh, your partner was sitting uh, on the other side, I think, or maybe she was in between us. I don't remember, but the point is that you said something that upset her, and you had your hand on your leg, and she grabbed her hand with the big nails, and she stuck her nails into your skin. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember that, but okay. I do remember that we did have some kind of uh, yeah complication. That yeah, day. you uh, you made a facial gesture that caught my attention, which was pain, and that's when I noticed her hand, her <laughs> her nails stuck in your skin, and I thought this is not healthy because we had already talked about the ups and downs of your relationship, and. Um, Without mentioning your name, I have talked about your relationship with another person. That's cool. They don't know you. They don't know who you are. They've never seen you. They might never meet you. 
And well, now they do, so it's okay. Well, they, they, they don't see you face to face. They don't know who you are. And I never say your name. But I thought this is not uh, something that I would like for myself because I've been in similar situations. And I know that when someone has a deep connection with you and really cares for you, generally physical abuse is not the way to express it. Uh, I'm glad that you don't remember it because I think maybe it hurt me more than it did you because I, I've always seen you as a peaceful person. I've never seen you as someone who's going to be violent or vindictive against another person. That's probably why I got, um, you know, like this friendly attachment to you since I met you. Uh, I don't like to be around people who are destructive or unappreciative or violent. And it's been years now and we keep hanging out even if it's off and on. Um, is this the longest term relationship you've ever had? No, I've been in uh, a relationship that lasted five years. Okay. Um, but I, I walked away from that relationship. Yeah. Because it just wasn't for me. I think I met you when you had just ended it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I've realized that, um, you know, it's not, it's not very good to break up and jump into something right away. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest uh, challenges. Yes. Not too many people know. Uh, I guess I don't like to be alone. Yeah. And that's a, a, for a man. Sometimes, you know, that's a serious issue. What are you afraid of when you're alone? Mm, I guess uh, the fear of abandonment. Okay. I guess, I mean, I don't want to blame my childhood, but after speaking to my doctor recently, mm-hmm. uh, it does have a toll, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're eight years old and your mother just walks out on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and leaves her two kids there and goes with her boyfriend and comes back two days later, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what color you are or where you're from, that is going to make a difference in your life. Yes. And I feel like that abandonment has just... Uh, what do you call it has just been a shadow you know it's Mm -hmm. been haunting me Mm -hmm. so now thanks to therapy and meditation I'm getting rid of that and there's literally some exercises that you do I won't get into detail but where you literally focus and meditate on a negative emotion and you literally just let it go and the thing is that you need to practice that a lot because it's in your subconscious mind you know, you remember that. You keep remembering that. So yes. you got to let it go. You got to like filter yourself. You got to cleanse yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not very easy. You know, it's not very easy to to release a trauma from your body. It's not easy at all. Mm-hmm. But but I think um, I'm on the right path. I, I feel like I said, I feel a lot happier. You know, talking to my cousins, talking to my I even told my family, like, hey, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Louis Reyes is back. Mm-hmm. And people would tell me, hey. We're, we're glad that you're back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what I want to I want to tell people listening to this is that you know it's never too late to get better. Mm-hmm. It's never too late. Um, and if you have the conviction, go for it. But if you don't, if you're a machista and you're just arrogant and stubborn. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get better. How did that uh, sense of self-reflection and discovery come about? Did you, did someone say, hey, go see a therapist? Or did you just thought this is a moment of 
change and I'm just going to find help. And I'm you know, it's interesting how I, I found the, the help I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted an old friend that was a partier, mm-hmm. you know, a, a ladies man. And I just felt like texting that, that person at mm-hmm. like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I told him what I did. I told him that I cheated. He said, hey, you know what? Similar thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I walked away mm-hmm. and the girl came back. It's like, you need to work on your masculinity, which is interesting because I've never heard somebody tell me that in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's personal when somebody tells you, hey, you need to work on your masculinity. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes sense, Juan. Like, if you're, I was raised by my, my, my mother, my grandmother, my, co- my girl cousins, mm-hmm. and my aunt. Okay. There's a lot of estrogen there. Yes. So it just makes sense that um, I, I need to be more in tune with my masculinity because there's so much estrogen around me, which kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? So I took that, that advice and I found uh, Dr. Ray. His name is Ray Doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a, a few sessions and yeah, it just happens to, to be a common thing. A lot of men uh, need, not necessarily more testosterone, but they need a little more direction on, on how to be more masculine, on how to, on how to commit to the role of being a man. Okay. Which, is, which sounds controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was even a little bit uh, scary and humiliating, but you know what? It made sense, and I didn't take it. Uh, I didn't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just went with it. Okay. And it 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 makes sense. And how uh, is that defined on being a man? Meaning, like a having a traditional role in heterosexual life, where the the man works most of the time and the woman does not work as much. She takes care of the home. It would be like I don't know an an older. Uh, Description of a family unit. That's, is that that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, my my ex girlfriend, she she really takes pride in being feminine, mm-hmm. even though she's trans. She takes pride in being feminine, uh, and yeah, I mean that. Now it's a lot different. Now you have women working more than men. Mm-hmm. You know, even sometimes even women at work and and the men at home. Mm-hmm. But I like that role. I like that role of of working more. Mm-hmm. And being more reliable, being the handyman, mm-hmm. you know, fixing the toilet seat or, mm-hmm. you know, screwing up a, a bulb or something. I, I just like that feeling. Okay. And lately, it's been making me feel better. Mm-hmm. Now, does that have anything to do with just like having the feeling of accomplishment? Just having accomplished a task? Like fixing the toilet seat or screwing on a light bulb, things like that, or is it is it as deep as you say to define yourself as a man by the kind of roles that you play, or is it just maybe you're keeping your mind busy and your body, you know, activated so that you don't think about stuff that's gonna well, depress you? Um, I, I think that's a good question. That's a good question, and I think it's uh, not more than the action. It's it's the initiative. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Uh, I don't have to call. I don't have to call a plumber, or I don't have to call uh, a handyman. Mm-hmm. Let me try to do it myself. Let me get the right tools, and let me try to do it myself. So okay. yeah, it, it is a sense of accomplishment, but also, uh, you know, I took the initiative to do it. And most confident guys, 
uh, do that. They take initiative. They, um, they are the leaders. Okay. And either the girl follows or, or the trans woman or the bottom or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they'll follow, you know? Like, you know, when we talk about a top, he's always, he always looks more masculine. He always looks more hairy okay. than the bottom. Okay. I have that concept. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's more the initiative and getting things done. It's interesting that you bring that uh, perception of the sexual role that a man plays in a gay relationship versus his other male partner. Um, I think traditionally it's been the case that a scruffy man, maybe taller, more masculine, will be the aggressive one, right, the top. And the total opposite of that person will be the receptive partner, the bottom, for those who don't know the definition. Um, Over time, especially living in the city that we are, which is Los Angeles, sometimes there is this idea that you don't know what is what. Uh, I have a friend who wears makeup. He's about 6'2", 6'3". He has feminine features on his face and he wears makeup. Shaves his head almost. But he's athletic. He's well-built. So when he goes to a club, he tells me that he doesn't get as much attention because everyone thinks he's a bottom. But he isn't. So a lot of the times he goes home without somebody even well, that's not that, he would like. that is tricky. It's interesting you bring it up because um, that could become an, an issue. I have a friend. He's about my height, mm-hmm. not taller. Uh-huh. He's a black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. But he's tall. Mm-hmm. But he's a bottom. Okay. So it's a little bit hard for him to find a match. Because he's Does so his small. name start with an M? Uh, no. Okay, then it's not the same person that I'm thinking. It's a small, it's a small gay world. So I'm yeah, just yeah, thinking, yeah. is it the same person I know? No, no, no. So, so uh, that can depress someone. Yeah. You know, cause. Yeah. But I guess it's a big world. Mm-hmm. I hope he finds somebody that's in, uh, in in a match. Is he authentic when he comes out on a dating application or a club and he says, "This is me." This is what I am. This is what I'm looking for. Not in that order or in those words, but does he do that or does he bring an energy of something that he is not when Mm. you hang out with him? Well, I feel like he's very optimistic about finding someone, but he doesn't really put the work. Okay. Uh, Yeah. He's he's had his share of bad relationships, Mm -hmm. but... No, I don't think he's really put himself out there. Okay. Because a lot of the times I think it's uh, stereotypes about what a man is and what a black man is, especially someone having those masculine features. But that's why we have these apps, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have Jack, that's why we have Grindr. Yeah. And all these other apps that uh, state the expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if somebody wants to find a, a good match, they have to put what they like sexually. Because I think yeah. ultimately that's very important, mm-hmm. you know, and someone can always read on your profile, hey, this guy likes this, this and this, even though he's super tall, mm-hmm. he likes that, that and that. Yeah. So, so, so it can make it a little easier for him mm-hmm. to find someone. Um, I've met people online, I've met people through apps, and I'm very picky. Mm-hmm. 
and I've met people that I've had great relationships with, mm-hmm. either sexual or, you know, or, you know, as Some a friend. Other. Because when we met, I mean, say what you will about Craigslist, because they used to have all these, like, personals, and I used to enjoy going there and reading the stories. But when we met, we met through a uh, friend's page. I don't know what it was called then. Uh, platonic, I think. Platonic mm. friendship. And your uh, post read, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly. It read something like, looking for a friend who is reliable, who is not a flake, and who is going to be there to spend time with me. And I don't know if you said non-sexual, but it wasn't a platonic, so it's interpreted as non-sexual. And I believe my message to you was something like, hi, I'm interested in meeting you also non-sexual, something like that. And then we went to downtown LA. There was like a little pizza restaurant near the library. I think I had pizza. I don't know what you had. Uh, We walked around, went uh, that intersection by the, the Staples Center. We stood there for a second. Then we took, I think, the train or something, went on Hollywood Boulevard, stood at the corner, and I, I know where it is because I was there last week with okay. a few friends, uh, by the Egyptian theater okay. on that corner, and there was, I was wearing, I know what I was wearing because I looked really hot that day. I had a v-neck, a blue v-neck with jeans, and there was another man uh, looking at me like I was a piece of meat. And I'm like, yeah, I am a happy piece of I meat right now. Yeah. And I've seen that man at Mickey's a couple of times after, and I'm like, oh, I remember him. I wonder if he remembers me. This was five years ago. I'm glad, so, you, remember, I'm glad you remember me by means of your crush. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but, but no, 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 no. It's interesting because a lot of people are, are misleading. Mm-hmm. They're online just for one thing. Yeah. So when somebody says, "Hey, I'm just looking for a friend or or a, or a conversation or yeah. a, or a drink or a, mm-hmm. or a taco," mm-hmm. they think that you're from another planet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it you know, sometimes yeah, I just want to talk to someone. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been, I've always been outgoing. Mm-hmm. I I haven't been the most social person. Okay. But I am outgoing. I could approach people and and start a conversation. I might not finish a conversation. Okay. But I'll start it at least. Well, that's one that's one thing, right? That's one way to at least make the connection. I have a well, I she's not particularly or necessarily my friend. I just met her as an acquaintance through someone else. She makes clothing and one time we went to the abbey, uh, she, a mutual friend and myself. And she just would go up to, you know, strangers at the Abbey, start talking to them, the ones that she thought were cute. Not sexually, just to sell herself, you know, her business. And she would go, she, I, I can't remember what country she's from. Um, I'm not saying what I'm going to say to make fun of her, but only because I thought it was cute the way she would say she, she would go up to a woman. She's like, honey, what your name? And the person would, you know, say their name and whatever. And she was really cute. She was wearing like a cowgirl outfit with a hat. And she's in her 40s. But she has that energy of just like being vibrant, uh, happy, welcoming. So Charisma. I, yes. So she would go up to them. The problem was that after she started the conversation, she would bring out her phone and start showing designs on her Instagram page. And basically telling them, I do this for a living. If you want, you can you know, hire me and I'll make an outfit for you. 
that's not necessarily the vibe that you want to get when you're, when you're at, a at the Abbey or a bar Saturday night. Just if you just go in there to kind of lose yourself in something other than the things that you do on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's one thing. But with you, um, I don't think I ever heard you selling yourself or your services at a bar. It was more like, how's it going? Are you having a good time kind of thing? Which is a different expectation, right? So, um, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but Whoa. just following what you said. Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're improvising as well. Yeah. But I know what you mean. There's, there's people that are passionate about their work and they understand there's a time and place for it. Mm -hmm. But then there's people that are passionate and obnoxious that they'll just start talking about their business like, yeah. inside of the Denny's. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're hungry, you just want to have that. Yes. You're... Uh, skillet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're, so you've been in a long-term relationship with someone who is trans. Has she fully transitioned? Or is she still... Will she ever? Do you guys talk about that? What's it like to date her and meeting her family and her meeting your family? Um... It was a, a little bit of a shock for her family, but mm -hmm. they became very supportive mm -hmm. to the point that the mom accepts her as a daughter. Okay. And I don't think she misses the son that mm. she had. I feel like she more embraces the change. And hey, wow, I had a son, now I have a daughter. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. And a uh, very nice mom, very mm -hmm. sweet, very, you know. Is typical. she a small family? Does she have a small big Small family. Okay. Family. Um, yeah, the... the, the the complete transition is definitely in the plans, mm -hmm. um, but she's the type of person that does things at her own pace. Okay. Um, especially now with COVID nineteen, uh, you know, people are thinking about other stuff, mm -hmm. other priorities. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd be excited if that happens. You know, it, it'd be a change and it'd be something fresh and exciting. But uh, it's definitely something that not too many trans girls would do it's a big commitment it's a big commitment and it's also very very psychological mm -hmm. uh, i've seen i've heard stories that some girls they go all the way and then they still don't feel happy with themselves mm -hmm. and they go and they commit suicide but i don't think that's the problem with my mm -hmm. ex she knows what she's looking for and mm -hmm. she knows what she wants with her body okay so um, It'd be it'd be it'd be something special because not because it is it is a commitment but it's also something that not too many people do. It's yeah, it's definitely an evolution of yourself of the way you see yourself. Have I been scared about it? Yeah, but I have been in relationships with you know biologically natural women, mm -hmm. so I don't think I'm gonna have a problem. Yeah, you uh and I've been I've been with I've been in relationships with men mm -hmm. as well. Um and it was fun and exciting and you know, sexually everything was always good. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like I was kind of out of place. Mm -hmm. Um being that I'm tall, I could I I would always find a hookup quickly. Okay. But I was very very picky mm -hmm. but what I'm trying to say is that I do consider myself bisexual mm -hmm. but I could see myself with a woman more than with a guy 
Yeah, you know, we actually had this conversation the day we met. We were talking about sexual orientation, and you described yourself as bisexual. And you had finished a relationship with a woman. Was that... I think, I think that was correct. Yes, was and that was correct. And that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to start experimenting. Yeah. Because, my, I mean, why not? I was probably 20, in my late 20s. And wait, didn't you tell me that you had... How did your friends accept that change? Your um, oh yeah, well male I have, friends. Uh, of course, um, you know it's it's pretty much from it's pretty much from a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always you know the machistas or the guys that mm-hmm. oh he's gay. Um, let's just not hang out with him anymore. Okay, and that happened. Yeah, and that's I, what I I, I didn't no, want to admit. It's, not, Florida, even a, it's I, not even a stereotype. Yeah, like that happened. Like mm-hmm. I even lost. Uh, I even lost a client for real estate because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurt a little bit, but I was just finding myself. Mm-hmm. But those types of things do happen. Mm-hmm. You know, people very strongly opinionated sometimes about orientations. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, some people like, some people are more neutral about, mm-hmm. you know, same sex marriages, etc. And then there's other people that are not. I think at the very core of these people, they are definitely afraid, not of you or me, but of people's opinion and about their own opinion of themselves. Because they perhaps have built a storybook about who they are. And when someone comes in and is totally authentic and decides, this is who I am, take me or leave me, they feel threatened and think, I don't want my masculinity or my my story to be compromised by who you are. So I don't want to associate with you because if I decide that I do like it too much, then I have to find myself again and start from chapter one and I'm 40 or 50. And my kids, what are they going to say? So then it's a huge... And, and that's, that's even worse. That's very because, interesting. Yeah. Like a detour. Yes. It's very interesting to bring that up because... Um, at one point, I was scared to come out mm-hmm. because... How old were you when you came out? I was... 30? No, no late 20s. Probably, probably 27. Okay. But it's interesting because when I came out, I, I first came out as a gay man. Mm-hmm. That's just the honest truth. Yeah. And I had cousins, female cousins, I would say, wow, I would never have thought yeah, that. Yes, like, yes. I had no idea. You know, you'd always protect us. You're always the big cousin, the older mm-hmm. cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, at that point in time, I, I uh, you know, I put on my, my pride bracelet. I had my pink shirt. I went to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. I went to Falcon. I went to Rage. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started experimenting more and more and more. I, I had a guy take care of me. I lived with with this Asian guy for a year, and he paid all my bills. And okay, and, and and it's interesting. I say that because I wasn't even seeking that one. Yeah, I just met someone, and they said, "Hey, you know what? I'll take care of you." Mm-hmm. And of course, when somebody tells you that, it's like, "Whoa, that sounds amazing," mm-hmm. you know. But then you start realizing that it's not for you. Yeah. I started realizing, well, I'm the, at that point in time, I was the top. I was more masculine. I don't want somebody to pay my bills. It's just weird. Yeah. I'm not a girl. 
Yeah. I, I have a dick. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm not a girl. So I I, um, I sabotaged that relationship and I walked away. What was the age difference, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, oh. He was probably 35 and I was probably okay. 27. That's not a huge age difference. It's less than 10 years. Did you think he was attractive or did you like yeah. the idea of being connected to him? I liked his attraction to me. Okay. And it seemed very relaxed and chill. Mm-hmm. And when you don't force things and they happen like naturally, that's special. Mm-hmm. So I respected that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I guess there were some features I liked. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, he seemed more of a, of, a, of a daddy, which is okay. weird to say, even though he was, yeah. even though I wanted him to be a bottom. Uh-huh. But he was the one working, etc. Okay. So just to cut the story short, I just uh, I just went back to my old habits of going online, meeting people, hooking mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and I sabotaged that relationship. Okay. But he went as far as to get in an apartment, qualifying okay. for an apartment. Yeah. And you know, buying furniture, and then we had a roommate, a Philippine, a Philippine. Yeah. And, and he would cook all the time, and, and the food was delicious, you know, and, and the chicken yeah. adobo and all that. But it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I could have literally said, I mean, this, this is going to sound interesting. I literally could have said, hey, you know what? I want a Mustang. Mm-hmm. And he probably would have bought it for me. Okay. And I probably would have liked it for the, in the beginning, but it's just not me. What did you think you were giving up by being in that relationship uh i was just giving up being single okay (laughs) because he was more of the hey i'm gonna work a double shift and he was a nurse oh wow yeah so i'm gonna be i'm gonna go non-exempt for like four hours and make thousand dollars in a night so um i'm not sure why i brought that up but it's yeah well i think it's relevant to the uh, to the narrative because you're seeing that it's not just the commitment in time to you but with money, if he didn't have the ability to to support that that story, right? Because everything is a story. Uh, it's just like it's a yes, physical. It, physical it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible. Embodiment. It yeah. wouldn't be possible. So um, I like the apartment, mm-hmm. um, but then I started seeing negatives. I started seeing things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that he had on display, like in the living room on a rack, twenty uh-huh. pairs of shoes. Okay. And I felt like that was a little bit arrogant. Okay. Um, and at that given, and at that time, the advice he would give me, I took offense to it. So he would give you unsolicited advice about. But it was good advice. He said, "Hey, you know what? You're a realtor. Always make sure you wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Always make sure you look presentable." Mm-hmm. And I was very comfortable because at that time I had referrals left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I was mean to the guy. I was mean to the guy. Well, I, I, that may be good advice, but two things. You did not ask him for advice. And he does not work in that industry. So if you wanted advice from someone who is going to help you in that industry, it would be from someone who is successful at selling homes, not someone who is successful in nursing. So I'm going to cheer you to that. Cheers to that, Juan. I like that. Because Thank you. Thank you for being on my side. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. No, no, no. But, but that's interesting. Um, so so after that, I dated a few guys. And, okay. I, and I tried it because I said, you know what, let me try this. Mm-hmm. I owe it to myself. Before I turn 30, mm-hmm. I need to see what I want 
to be with long term. Mm -hmm. So I went on dates, regular dates, mm -hmm. and I realized that that guys would try to uh, I don't know if they would try to impress me, but it was more like hey. Let's go somewhere and, uh, you know, I'll pay for lunch or whatever. Or let's go hiking. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was all nice, you know. I, who, who doesn't like getting picked up and taken to dinner? I mean, mm -hmm. who doesn't? But then I started realizing, hey, I grew up with my girl cousins. My girl cousins would tell me, hey, Louis, hold on to my bag. Mm -hmm. Or hold on to my backpack. We're going up the stairs. Like, they would make me mm -hmm. be the gentleman. Okay. So I and I and I had that for years. So that's when I started thinking, you know what? I don't think I'm in the right place. And that's when I started dating a girl again, a, a, um, a natural biological woman. Mm -hmm. um, and that was out of desperation because I re I broke up with a man and then I went to date a girl mm -hmm. and it was very fast. And I admit that wasn't healthy at all because I didn't even have time to get better myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was dating this girl and the first thing I, I realized was that she was still with someone else when she was dating me. So immediately, that's a red flag. Yes. You know, because it does I mean, it, yeah, you, as crazy as you are, if you're dating someone and you're, you seem to be exclusive, but then there's someone else, it just doesn't, it just doesn't show her sanity. Mm-hmm. Or her loyalty, loyalty and commitment to herself, right? To her yeah, integrity so, so. of at least disclosing, hey, I'm polyamorous. I like more than one person. I'm in a relationship with more than one person. Are you okay with that? It's about the rules of the game, the rules of engagement. And, and uh, setting the expectations. Yeah, exactly. Rather than having you find out from a different source or through circumstance what truly you are involved with. But once again, I know this will help some people. Um, going back to the pattern, you know, um, Lewis, what are you doing? Why are you dating somebody that you know is not good for you? Mm -hmm. And you're not even well yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even, you know what I mean? I'm not even like fully healthy mentally myself. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not mentally healthy, I'm going to keep attracting that yeah. bad uh, match. Mm -hmm. So I went to look for Andrea at her house mm -hmm. and her brother-in-law came out because she was staying with her sister and mm -hmm. her brother-in-law came out and said, hey, Louis, you know what? Be careful with Andrea because she is a compulsive liar. Oh. And I was like, well, don't tell me that. I like her. She's cool. You know, we hang out with her. Yeah. But eventually, you know, we, we lived together. And it just she started floating away. It was a little painful. It was. I'm not going to admit. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more painful when somebody cheats on you. Mm -hmm. But they end up with that person. <laughs> that okay. is painful. Do you think that it's for you? Do you take it as a personal message? This person's better than you. So I'm going to upgrade. Oh, of course. No, the first thing you think is, oh, my goodness. I didn't please her enough sexually. Mm -hmm. I wasn't man enough for her. All those feelings and emotions start coming to your head. I mean, what else are you going to think about? Yeah. To the point that I confronted both of them outside of a Walmart in Southgate. Okay. And 
the guy had more uh, dignity than her. Like she, he had more compassion. Okay. Hey, you know what? Let Lewis talk. You know. I mean, I mean, obviously he knew that she was still with me when he was when she was dating him. Mm-hmm. So I, I just realized that's so much drama, Juan. That's some high school bullshit drama. Yeah. And I told myself, you know what? I'm going to try my best to avoid that again. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I did. I, um, well, my pattern just happened again. I, um, well, after Andrea, I dated a, a young guy, mm-hmm. a super young guy. And I was, uh, I, I guess I was still experimenting. I had a brand new car, brand new Nissan Altima. Was this one a twink also? Because you have a thing for twinks. You, I don't think you've ever said it, but well, I've obvious. kind of gathered that... Uh, <laughs> enough uh, enough evidence. Ammo. To, yeah. <laughs> That's my MO. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. And, and it's interesting because I started dating a twink, a really young twink. Mm-hmm. And I think I fucked up because this guy was like 20 years old. Yeah. And of course, he's legal age. Mm-hmm. But some people I had... And it's sad because I had, I had a very good good best friend mm-hmm. very good best friend and when I say good best friend it's not like oh we enjoy watching movies together or we uh, have the same shit in common it's more like hey you know what uh, Eduardo I see you struggling I see you selling tamales in the parking lots mm-hmm. to make money like let me help you yeah that kind of friendship okay that that's a strong friendship yes and that's one of the biggest things I regret because he didn't like that I was dating a younger guy and I lost that friendship and that's one of the things that most hurt me because we we were there for each other you know mm-hmm. in a different way in a different platonic way mm-hmm. hey you know what uh, you need a hundred dollars here here you know, pay me back when you have it mm-hmm. or you know what I'm feeling kind of sad right now work is stressful let's go have a beer okay. nothing sexual uh, super platonic but do you to- think uh, money had was one of the reasons that it ended or was just, that's just like a side, a side note? Because sometimes when, even if it's just $10, I realized, $20. I, I that realized I, that, um, I realized that I was dating somebody younger and I realized that I had different plans. I was at a different timeline in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're 20 years old, you're, you're in a certain, you know, there's a huge ruler, yeah. which is your life. Yeah. When you're 20, you're at the beginning. Well, when you're a little bit 30, mm-hmm. you're, you're already, like, passing yeah. you know, that, that stage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? This, this is not right. And when I broke up with uh, this guy, it really hurt him because they was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad till this day because everything was fine, you know. Uh, he'd tell me, hey, I'm having my finals. Can you come over and give me a hug? Like... It was nice. Yeah. It was a sweet thing. And, and, and I, we never wor- he never worried about how we're going to pay for dinner or nothing like that. Because I was doing really good in real estate. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. But, again, you know, that's when I said, you know what, this is not, this is not right. It was like a parenting connection. Yes. And yes. Uh, I was watching a movie yesterday, uh, and it's called Premature. And it's about a man. What a coincidence. He's probably... His you did your research for me. It was just coincidental. It was, uh, he's probably in his very late 20s or early 30s, meets this 17-year-old woman. They have a relationship. 
she gets pregnant, she has an abortion, and all this time, she does not tell him all of these things. So the expectation of communicating what's happening in your life when you're 17 or 20 is not the same as when you're a grown-up, 29, 30, 30 plus. And that complicates the quality of the relationship that you can have with someone because you want that person to share with you so that you can make mutual yes. decisions. Because talking about Pokemon Go every fucking day is just not going to cut it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you want to talk about politics, you know, you want to talk about how much I hate Trump, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he doesn't even, he's not even rich to vote, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, a, there's a huge difference uh, intellectually. And you know, the crazy thing is that sometimes even if someone is older, there are some people who actually never mature. So the register to vote thing, uh, maybe they are 30 and they still don't really care about Anything you know, that's a good question that have goes you, around them. That's a good, good point you brought up. Have you seen a, a, a 50 year old man immature? Have you personally seen that? <sighs> Different levels of immaturity, yeah. but I have. I believe that I have. And um, I don't know a lot of straight men who are in their 50s. Uh, my dad, I think, is turning 60 this year. He's probably the only straight man that I'm close with that, I, that is in that age range. But going to you know like gay bars living in the gay community i have acquainted at some point past present and maybe even future uh gay men who are in their late 40s early 50s even 60s and you know you're just having a casual conversation with them over a drink and you see that there is something missing there like there is some connection not being made i have to bring my my opinion on that Sometimes there's men that wait until they're 40 or 50 to come out of the closet. Yeah. So they're like, oh my goodness, I feel gay. I'm going to go to the clubs. I'm going to act like I'm 21. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean I'm not trying to diss anybody, yeah, right, but right. that's true. That is true. You know? And uh, for those... And they have all the money they want, so they can, they can, they can pull it off. It's, I've always said that each person has his or her own way to add value to your life. It could be with... Some advice, some opinion, uh, some, you know, moment of connection with you, whatever that may be. So I personally do not like to dismiss the value of a person, whether that's my friend or a stranger. I like to see at least something positive in them. That's true. Isn't, see, that's, that's yeah. I get you. I mean, that's one thing I've learned about my ex-girlfriend is that she always saw the good in people. Yeah. And I think that's because she was a little bit naive uh, and innocent. But, yeah, I'm starting to see that as well more now. Has she had a difficult life as a kid? Um, Meaning, like, hardship, uh, heartbreak no. with her family? No? Well, I mean, yes and no. She, you know, just to put things uh, in perspective, she, when she lived in her native country mm-hmm. in Latin America... She had everything she wanted. I mean, she had her Nintendo when she was growing up. Very mm-hmm. wealthy family with servants, mm-hmm. with, you know, big homes, yeah. stuff like that. But maybe she lacked a few things, like emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in, uh, you know, maybe not growing up in the right body, per se. Mm-hmm. But I won't get into that much detail. Yeah. So, so, so ending that relationship with a young kid... Um, was a stepping stone 
And after that, I, I started, yeah, I started with the dating and I started with the hooking up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very careful mm-hmm. uh, because you know what's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coronavirus! Yeah, well, <laughs> well, or everything, everything that's out there. You made it sound like it was something hip, you know? Like, hey, we're gonna go party with that. Yeah, that's gonna be our hit song after everything ends. Tequila and Corona. Yeah. So, um, so I went back to the online thing, and that's when I said, you know what? And I told myself I don't want to cheat on somebody ever again. Yeah. Uh, at least I had the intention, the yeah. good intention. Yes. But what I'm going to say is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm sharing too much, but no. I, I think it's I think it's adequate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on Grinder, mm-hmm. and I came across a profile that said uh, meeting someone special, um, having quality moments, mm-hmm. uh, having a connection. Okay, and that's the kind of shit you don't see on Grinder. Mm-hmm. Right, it's more like, hey, you want to fuck this go? Yeah. But when I saw that, it really touched me. And I started chatting with this person, and then I saw some pictures. And, um, and then three years ago, it just led to something. And then I started dating this person. And then, you know, there's a connection so strong that, you know, before I had my apartment, which you're here... Mm-hmm. I was staying with with uh, with a friend, you know, crashing someone's living room, mm-hmm. and my partner would drive at three in the morning after work just to come watch a video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That kind of connection is really nice mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't even know this person was that much into me, mm-hmm. and at that point I was like, you know what? I told this person I have issues. Mm-hmm. I'm controlling. I'm emotional. I am jealous, mm-hmm. but I'm the sweetest man I've ever met. So, but I, I set those expectations. I told this person from the start, mm-hmm. and I think five out of ten people, or maybe seven out of ten people, just walk away. Mm-hmm. But I felt the need to be so honest, and I was that honest in Lakewood at three o'clock in the morning. And then she said she was coming over, and I went to the gas station, I got her some black coffee, and when she came in, she got so turned on, because I just got her some coffee, you know, but I always found a way to be attentive, I always found a way to be different, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, real estate was so good for me back then, you know, we went to San Francisco, we took a road trip all the way to Houston, Mm -hmm. I think you remember, Mm -hmm. that's what money does, it allows you to do things that... That, that most people will never do. Yeah. Which is fun and exciting. Um, and then that's when I realized there was a huge connection. And then I just got impulsive one day and I cheated on her. And, and it was just such a bad decision. And it wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because a mistake is... Something you don't even think about. Yeah. And this was premeditated, premeditated to some degree. Premeditated murder. Yeah. yeah. But that's dun, fuck, dun, dun, dun. but that's fucked up fun. Like yeah. I realized that I could be evil. Well, do you think that monogamy is natural or that is just like something we're forcing upon ourselves? Because now there is a lot of couples now are open, open relationships. Have you guys considered that? Uh, you know what? We we talked about it. But 
that's when my jealousy kicked my excuse me I'm already getting buzzed right now that's when my jealousy kicked in it's Uh like hey you know what I don't mind being with uh, with another trans girl or or a smooth bottom whatever but Mm -hmm. I don't want you to I don't want anybody to touch you okay (laughs) well you see how how so it's definitely self-serving because you you want yourself to have the option of seeing other people. Yeah, it's definitely a buffet. Not, yeah. It's definitely self-serving. Yeah. But but that's so selfish of me. Yeah. And I and I and I could be selfish with stuff. Well, not not any not as much as before. Mm-hmm. You know, recently I became more generous with her and uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I said, "You know what?" We're going through tough times. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to buy her a $2,000 computer. Okay. And most people will be like, most people wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Especially if your relationship is crumbling. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I haven't done something nice like that for anyone. Well, are you in some way trying to use gifts as a way to win her back instead of spending the time to? Well, I think it was another test. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Anybody can buy her a computer. Or she can go online and, and get somebody to buy it for her. Yeah. But what I saw was, you know what? Yeah, I've been a little cheap with her throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm nervous to spend this much money on a computer. Mm-hmm. But what if I like it? Mm-hmm. What if it makes me feel happy that I got it for her? I'm never going to know. Mm-hmm. So we went to Curacao, fucking 8 o'clock at night and Southgate mm-hmm. and we went and we found a computer and it was it was $1,800 and and we got it mm-hmm. and then I felt something that I never felt before I felt this this huge amount of reliability mm-hmm. it's like shit I was able to get her computer but you know what I got that computer for her I did it Anybody ask me, do you have an MSI computer? I have two. Because I do. Yeah. So it's that sense of pride. It's that sense of masculinity. It's that sense of, you know what? Doesn't matter how I grew up, without a father, whatever. I was able to make a purchase that big. I want to know more now that you brought that up. So when your mother walked out, was your dad there? You mean when she walked out in her on random Christmas, trips? In Christmas. Oh, so well, it was more than once because she said Christmas tree. Well, this is interesting, Juan, that you bring it up. Yeah. And uh, I've never told anybody this, so... so. This is this not is for def- me. This well, is for no, you. This is, definitely this, is ex- for you. this is definitely an exclusive, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Are we good on time? Uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, as soon as this lapses... We'll go on to more time because it's it's automated. Okay. So but it's okay. 15, we're not like on a no. We're time fine. Restriction? Okay. Yeah, we're fine. So let me just put it this way. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in plain English. Yeah. Uh, my mother passed away. May she rest in peace. Uh huh. Um. No. See, that was the problem. You know, in the state of New York, if you leave your kids unattended, that's a crime. You lived in New York? I lived in New York when this happened. Okay, where, where did you, where were you born? Let me start from there. Where were you born? I was born in New York, and I, I came out to, to California about 15 years ago. Okay, actually, you told me that when we met. I had forgotten. No, it's okay. Yeah. But, but what's interesting is that my mother would leave two eight-year-old kids in an apartment 
by themselves. What city? The actual New York City? One of the boroughs? Near Yonkers. Okay, up there. Near Yonkers, I'm sure. Westchester County. Yeah. Near the Bronx. I was oh, five minutes like from the upper Bronx. Upper Manhattan, yeah. Uh, more of a suburb. Okay. The beginning of a suburb. But I didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. But in the state of New York, uh, social services or, 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 your, or welfare worker or whoever can actually come 